Alright, what's going on y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Strong Tower Podcast. You know, this week is a solo one. I had a last minute cancellation, so you know, this week you just gave me. And you know, I went through a couple things this week and I wanted to start the the show off today by talking about, uh, you know, <laughs> I can't even believe, you know. So every morning, you know, when I take my dog for a walk... I always walk past the same guy, like, we're always the same time and everything, and we walk by, we usually say, hey, and good morning, right? For some strange reason, today, he wants to make a comment about my dog, He wants, and he decided to say, uh, what did he say? He said, oh, he, he, eats, he eats whatever he wants, doesn't he? I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> Like, I don't even know what to say. Like, I'm not trying to start no confrontation or anything, you know? And I'm just like, I'm just like, really, dude? Like, you got a comment on my dog? You know, like, I know y'all would hate that too, you know? So, I don't know. That was the kind of start of my morning, you know? I got my lift in. I got all that stuff in. Uh, Walked my dog, you know, fed her. And now she's sleeping. So, we're good to go. And... You know, I got a lot of stuff to talk about uh, in the podcast, so let's start the episode. Do you lie awake at night? Are you afraid to turn out the lights? Is there something you're scared of? There we go. That's Anywhere But Here by Easton. And I don't even know where I found them at, actually. But, uh, you know, love their music. And that's probably my favorite song on the album. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, But uh, a lot of stuff happened this week. So, I wanted to, of course, you know, talk about the election and, you know, all that stuff. We had a... It was crazy just leading up to it, and then, I mean, there's still stuff going on now. Today is Tuesday, uh, November 10th, that I'm recording this, and this will be out on Thursday that you guys are listening to this, or Wednesday, either one. But, so now we have a new president. You know, I don't think, I don't think Trump will come back. I think it's just over... You know, the numbers are up there and it's just too much for him to come back. You know, there's a lot of people that think like, oh, it's the election's not over yet. Trump can still win. I'm like, how? There's four states that you got to switch. You got to change. You got, you know, Trump has to win four different states. And I don't think it's going to happen. You know, it's it's just it's an overwhelming win for Biden. And you know what I mean? 
and we'll see. You know, that's that's been my uh, my statement towards it. And you know, leading up to it, you know, these these um, candidates they always tell you what you want to hear, and you know, it's about how much of it are they really gonna uh, go forth with and like, uh, carry out. So you always have to say, sit and just give it time. You have to wait and see what happens. You have to, uh, just be patient and just hope for the best. And, you know, just pray that, uh, they have the interest of the people in mind, you know, whereas for me, I just don't think, um, people that run for president do. You know, I think um, people in politics in general, I don't think look out for the people. I mean, there's probably a couple, but for me, I just don't, I just don't think it's there. So my whole thing is we'll see. And, you know, I loved, (laughs) so their victory speeches, you know, uh, Kamala came out, said his fire song, you know, by Mary J. Blige. And I was like, you know, I was in it. I was like, Ooh, Okay. You know, and then uh, Biden came out, and then so check this out. Joe Biden. So he started running out, and I was just watching this like, oh, dude, no, 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 slow down, slow down. Like he was hustling, dude is seventy eight, and he was hustling out there like happy and excited and ready to go. Let's watch it again. This wasn't the actual music. This was music they played. Uh, they just put over it. It's the Ultimate, Ultimate Warriors theme song from WWF. Uh, yeah, I'm not listening to that again. But yeah, I thought that was hilarious. If you didn't watch it, you know. I mean, it was again the same thing like that you would see in uh, any of the... Uh, what do they call them? Like debates or the opening statements or whatever they're called. But yeah, he just he just told us what we wanted to hear. But all it is is you know we'll and people are excited about it. People are always excited about when you when they tell you stuff that you want to hear, of course, right? So we'll see what uh, they come up with, and you know I'm just all about helping the country, man. Like honestly, I don't care who you are. You know, just do things for the country. Like, <laughs> is that too much to ask? You know, everyone wants something different. I get it. But just have the country's best interests in mind. You know, that's all That's all I think. So. So there was that. And then, <clears throat> oh. And so we had, uh, you know, we voted Tuesday. And then we found out he was president elect on Saturday and we're still waiting I guess you know for Trump to just go through his uh motions and because he hasn't conceded and uh you know it's a bunch of bunch of political stuff so but Biden's pretty much the president and he'll get inaugurated in January and and we'll go from there you know and then hopefully you know COVID starts heading down, downward spiral, you know, so we'll see what happens. Uh, another thing, I watched, 
a couple of things. Uh, if you haven't seen the Comedy Store documentary, you know, the only reason I heard about it is because I, li- I listen to a lot of podcasts that they talk about the Comedy Store. You know, oh, we're always at the store. We're doing comedy at the store. And I was like, you know, when I saw this documentary, I was like, oh, I want to watch this. I want to see what they, all the big deal is, you know. So I watched it and I loved it. It's very well done. And all the interviews give you like in-depth stories about different comics and like Richard Pryor, Jim Carrey and all these uh, different comics. And then, uh, I don't know, it was just really cool. And then I watched uh, the movie Guest House. Which had like Paulie Shore in it, which was, it was a good movie and all, you know, uh, it wasn't the best, <laughs> you know, I think there could have been like more story to it, but, but I don't know, it was, it was funny a little bit, and, and I bring up that because they both had Paulie Shore in it, and Paulie Shore, I think, a lot of people don't like him as an actor, you know, but... You know, it was one of my favorite, like, actors. Like, his movies just made me crack up, you know, just because of the humor that I like. Like, I like that stupid humor. And his movies, so I went back to look. So, here they are right here. Um, let's see. So, Encino Man with Brendan Fraser, hilarious. Son-in-Law, one of my top favorite, like, Pauly Shore movies is Son-in-Law. I think Son-in-Law, In the Army Now, and uh, Biodome are probably my top three uh, Pauly Shore Shore movies. And then also, like, he's the voice of um, uh, the cheese dude in Goofy Movie. You know, it's the Leaning Tower Cheese, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Like, dude, oh, one of my favorite, you know, underrated, I think. I think he's underrated. I think it's just his, his humor is different. It's different than what people like, and it's different what people are used to. So, but I loved it, man. And his mom is was the owner. Well, not the owner, but she ran the comedy store. She she uh, failed and passed the comics that would work there or get paid to work there. And so she kind of ran things there. And then she just died not too long ago. And it was like a huge loss for them. So, But watching the comedy store, it just made me think. Like, all those people, they talk about it so much. Like, it was a place to go to, like, see your friends and hang out and do different things. And so many of them had stories from there. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't about just going to work. You know, it was, I don't know, it was a comfort place. So it made me think, like, have I ever had a place like that? Have I ever had a place where, you know, I was just, like, comfortable? And I felt good being there, and I could be with my friends, and I can be myself, and not have to apologize for it, and things like that. So the more I thought, the more I thought about church. I think growing up in the youth in the youth department that I did and the people that we had and the friends that I had, like everyone was there. Everyone I was in school with that was friends with would be at church the same night. Or we would hang out after school until church started. And we would we would come early and we would stay late. 
and we would just hang out. We would hang out with our youth pastor. We would hang out with each other. And we always did had different events. It wasn't just like going to church. You know, we weren't going. People think going to youth group is like sitting around in a circle reading the Bible and just like reading Bible verses. You know, it's not it's not really like that. You know, we went to different places. We did um, like a scavenger hunt and we we had to go different places. We went to like the mall and all these different things to like to to do things on the list, this list that we had and we had to videotape it. We had to film all of it. And uh, that's one of the things that got me into video because I had to I had to use the camera and I had to film people do the things. And that was early in the youth group. And then later, you know, we used to do things like play Fear Factor. And we would win gift cards and money and stuff like that. And these kind of things, the reason we did those things is to bring people in. To show you that, look, man, we don't just sit around and have a boring time and open the Bible and sing Kumbaya. You know, we're out to have a good time. But then we also want to talk to you and let you know what God does in our life. And how good it feels and the experiences that we have because of, you know, accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, right? And it's not a cult thing. You know, it's all about you and your feelings and your experience. And that's what the people of the youth group understood. You know, that's why I like going there more so than actual church. I didn't like going in, we called it big church. You know, I didn't like going into big church. I like being in the youth group and having the conversations and having, you know, the, the, the leaders there had an open mind. We were able to go to them for anything. That's what brought a lot of people off the street and all out of public schools and brought them into church is because of that. Because they can tell their horror stories to these youth leaders and they were going to listen. They weren't going to push God on these kids. They're going to tell you what God can do for you. Because he can, man. You just got to let it happen. You got to be trusting. You got to have faith. That's really all it is. And uh, that's what I loved about it. But that was my place. That was my place where, you know, we all came together, you know, for one reason. But then we also did different things. It's where I learned I can scream for the first time. You know, I remember doing it and then my dad came in and was like, oh, like <laughs> he was real shocked. And I don't know, man, like I just hope a lot of y'all have that kind of place that you can, you know, come together and, uh, you know, be with your friends and be with people that care about you and be with people that can teach you things and you can learn from. You know, and that's what I loved about it. And uh, one of our youth pastors like opened his house to us. And we always like every week we would be over his house. Yeah, we would study the Bible and do that stuff. And then, you know, we did everything else. We hung out with each other. We did stupid stuff. You know, back in the day, I like to do that CKY and jackass stuff. You know, (laughs) so we used to mess around on the treadmill. We used to uh, jump in the bushes, all that, you know, we just had a good time. You know, and that was my place. And I think it's good to have a place like that. You know, like they had the comedy store. They can go away from 
the stress of regular life and just laugh at people and just laugh at their friends and have a good time. And that's what I loved about that documentary, you know. Yeah, they went through some bad times. They had, you know, uh, they had people die left and right. You know, they had people taking their own life because also they mentioned as a comic, most comics are screwed up in the head. You know, I don't know why that is. I don't know why, if you're screwed up in the head, that you want to make people laugh. But, I mean, to them, it just is what it is. But, yeah, I think church was my comedy store. It was my place to release all that, get rid of that stress, all those things, you know. I think now is different for me. Now, I don't think I need a place like that. Because I live my life... uh, I try to live my life that way, you know, without the stress, without the anxiety. And, you know, I try and do things with a clear mind. You know, I repeat in my head, it might sound corny or whatever. One of my favorite shows is Friday Night Lights. And one of their their sayings is clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. And a lot of times, like if I'm lifting or if I'm going through something, I think about I think about that. I'm like, how is my head right now? How's my heart? You know, am I fulfilling things that my heart is full? And am I doing it with a clear clear mind? A clear mind and clear eyes. Am I seeing clearly? Am I seeing that vision? You know, because I do. I have a vision for myself and I try and keep that clearly in my mind, you know. Arnold Schwarzenegger always said, man, if you can envision it, that's how it happens. But if you can't see yourself doing it, it's not going to happen. I can see it perfectly. So, and that's one of my things that I tell people to do is, you know, if you want to do something, you have to envision yourself doing it. You know, if you don't see yourself doing it, how are you going to get there? You know, (laughs) That doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. So, so clear eyes, full hearts, you know, you have those two things you can't lose. And I love that saying, and that sticks with me. And that's why I love that show. But, but yeah, um, totally lost where I was, what I was thinking about. But speaking of church, you know, I just heard about this story this morning and I kind of wanted to get into it a little bit, uh, I actually have my youth pastor on, um, he'll be on the podcast next week. So I think this might be the, one of the questions I want to ask him about, because I've seen this a lot where, you know, pastors are, I don't know whether they're in the drugs or they're into, or they're cheating on their wife, you know, and things of those nature, that nature, you know, um, Gosh, there's so many ads on this thing. So, hold on. I'm just trying to get rid of this ad. I don't care about the Bachelorette. Won't let me. Either way. So, this is Carl Lentz. There's a, a huge... Um, 
Okay, so there's a huge uh, church called Hillsong, and there's different Hillsongs in different states, I, I believe. It's kind of like a, a, I don't even know what you call them, I'm brain dead. Anyway, <clears throat> he's the pastor of Hillsong in uh, New York, I believe. And he's very well known for baptizing Justin Bieber. He was friends with Justin Bieber. He was, you know, Justin went to his church and all that stuff. Um, so he got caught cheating on his wife. You know, in this article, you have his... You have his daughter sticking up for him and stuff like that. So, I mean, I I don't know how I feel about that. I just know if it was me, I wouldn't I wouldn't stick up for whatever parent did that. I don't I would not I would not I would I wouldn't even talk to him. You know, I would resent him like crazy. So, for her to do that and I think she's only 16. So, but yeah, so hold on. I'm getting that cotton mouth. But uh being a pastor and doing those doing something like that. You know, I get it. None of us I get it. None of us are perfect. But with saying that uh I think if you're a pastor and you're preaching the word of God and you're preaching to people to live a certain way, the way that God wants us to live, I think you got to hold yourself to a higher standard, man. You know, I think being a pastor, especially of a huge church like that when you have you have such a uh, impact on people. How can you, you know, do things the the way that regular people would do? You know what I mean? Um, it's for me. I hold pastors. I hold people that put those the themselves in those positions to a higher standard. And this is why I want I want to talk to my my old youth pastor about this uh, when I talk to him on the podcast to see what he thinks because for me that's just the way I am you know I've been a part of churches where the the pastor like was greedy and wanted more money and all that kind of stuff and the one of the pastors cheated on his wife and and stuff like that and he's still a pastor today at a different church for me I just don't understand that I don't understand how you know, I know forgiveness is a thing. I know imperfection is a thing. But to be a person with that kind of power, because people are going to listen to you. There's going to be people out there that will listen to every single word you say. You know, but what they, what what else do they say? Actions speak louder than words, man. Say anything you want. I'm going to call you a phony. I'm going to call you a hypocrite. Because you're preaching us to the, you're preaching us this stuff, but you can't even live it in your life. Like cheating on your wife, that's not a tall task, man. Like <laughs> it's not something that's um, hard to stay away from. 
You know, if you're having issues, deal with them. Because that's just going to make them worse. And it goes both ways for the husband and wife, you know. Um, I just want to throw that in there. But if you have issues, deal with them. You're a pastor. I know we all have our wants. We all have our lusts and things like that. So you got to be more disciplined than that, man. Like, big up to the daughter that can forgive him. I couldn't do that. I would be royally pissed. Like, I would be so mad. I just, I don't know. It would take me a while. It would take me a while to, you know, I'd have to talk to whomever, like. But I couldn't, I couldn't deal with that. But yeah, I mean, that's my two cents on that. (laughs) Just thought I'd bring that up just because I heard it this morning and I just wanted to talk about it because the people, I was listening to a podcast and the people talking about it, like, didn't really hit on anything because they're not, either they're not into Christianity or they're not into religion. You know, I'm not a big religious person, but I grew up in it. So I get it. I understand it. And, um... Those types of things, so. But yeah, so today, what I kind of wanted to talk about is something that I've just been thinking about over and over because of an issue at the place that I work. So... I do security, right? And the whole rule with security is you have to have someone to come and relieve you for you to leave. So if I get off at 10 o'clock at night and no one is there to relieve me, I'm stuck until the person in charge can get me, can get something, someone to come. Sometimes... They can come four hours later. Sometimes they don't. Or sometimes they do. But, and that's the biggest thing I hate about that job. But anyway, it's one of the things now that I'm seeing is that, like, all, like apparently, like, all this overtime is up for grabs and, and things. And, you know, I get calls every morning say, oh, we die, we need your help, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hey man, I have a life. <laughs> you know, like I'm sorry that you're going through what you're going through, but I have a life. I do things other than, you know, wake up an hour before it's my time to be at work. This morning I was up at four. You know, I watched a podcast. I drank my pre-workout. I trained. I uh, took my dog for a walk. Came back, going to film this, going to work on my business. You know, I'm doing all these things for myself. And by the time it's time for me to go, I've done all these different things. And that's what I strive to do. You know, I do those things on purpose. Like I do, um, I wake up early on purpose. So I have... A full day before I have to go and do this job. 
You know what I mean? So I can't give you any more of my time. My time is very precious to me. So I really try and figure out how to use my time wisely. But then I talk to other people about it. I'm just like, why do you do it if you get mad at it? Like they agree to do the overtime, but then they get upset and they get angry. I'm like, but you said yes. So why are you angry? So that's where the thought came into my head is like, what is more valuable? Is it time or is it money? You know, and then um, let me find. I came across a couple of. uh, I came across a couple of good quotes. About time and money. So one, it was quoted by Jim Rohn. He says, time is more valuable than money. You can get more money, but you cannot get more time. And I a hundred and thousand percent agree with that. Because it's true. You can always get more money. That money is always out there for you to grab. Right now in 2020... You can literally do anything for money. Think about it. You know, yes, some things you got to work hard at and you got to be consistent and you got to, you know, but there's a, there's a way to make money doing it. So let's put it in perspective. Think about it. There are people out there whispering and making weird noises into microphones and getting paid thousands of dollars just to do that called ASMR. So they're whispering like this in the microphone. And they're making weird sounds like that. That's all they're doing. And then people, but people love it. People eat it up. People with anxiety, people with sleep problems. You know, uh, they, you know, people, it allows them to sleep. It allows them, it calms them down. Different noises, you know, people take their makeup brush and brush it over the microphone or they make some weird, I don't know. There's so many different noises out there that you can find on YouTube. You know, podcasting, podcasting is a big thing that people make money of. I mean, there's so many things and so many ways you can make money. You know, so why not do something that you love to try and do that? That's the way I look at it. That's what I do. You know, and I found one that says, um, this is actually by J. Cole. I don't know if he said this or if it's in one of his songs. It might be a quote from a song. But he says, they say time is money, but really it's not. If we ever go broke, time is all we got. That is fire. That's bars. Because, oh my gosh, dude. Think about it. If you were broke... All you got is time, time to think, time to yourself, time for other people. You know, use your time wisely. Like, yes, we need to make money to live. But something I always say and I always tell people at this job is you don't, you, we, like we have to work to live. 
but we don't have to live to work, man. Like, this isn't a job to, like, go all out and, you know, do something, you know what I mean? They're not gonna, they don't care about you. They want you to give your life and all this time that you have. But if it, if it was, if you were, it was, if it was the opposite, if you needed their help, they'll be like, what? No. <laughs> they would look at you stupid. And that's what gets to me. That's what made me think about it. I was like, why are you giving all your time to this company that doesn't give a hoot about you? And I realize that. I see that. And look, if you need to pay your bills, if you need to do all this stuff, do what you got to do. I'm talking to the people that are the ones that are doing overtime that are getting mad. Or, you know, or or whoever cares for it, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's just something I'm very passionate about, I'm very passionate about doing something that you love to do, you know, the money's not going to come quick, it's not just a job where you get paid every week, you know, you got to work for it, but once you get to that point where you can actually make money doing it, you're going to make more than you would than you would ever do with that at that cheesy job. Like for me, I need that cheesy job to to be able to do extra things, to be able to pay some bills. So then that way I can do the things that I love to do. I love to do this podcast, right? I love owning my own supplement store, Strong Tower Nutrition. I love doing those things, man. And that's what makes my life fulfilling. That's what makes my heart full. That's what keeps my eyes clear. Because I have that vision of, you know, of what I want to do. Of what I want to do and where I want to go with my life. And right now what I'm doing, it makes me, it makes me happy and... You know, the fact that I get the opportunity to do these types of things and I have the skills and the talent to be able to know what I'm doing. You know, a lot of people are hiring people to do this stuff. And I can do it myself. It's little things, the little things that I pay attention to. You know, and right now I'm in a building season of my life and and I don't know where you guys are in yours. You know, but, you know, I took to Instagram and I wanted to see how many people thought the same thing as me. You know, so how many people think uh, that time is more valuable than money? So 89% say time and 11% say money. I think there's only two people that said money. So I think that's the 11%. And I said, what's more valuable in your opinion, time or money? Most people said time. Because it is, man. You have a family, you want to spend time with them. You have kids, you want to spend time with them. You have pets, you want to spend time with them. I love having the time to just me and my dog. When we go to the park 
and I get to see her run around and that smile on her face and we just get to, you know, walk around. She don't really like playing with other dogs because she want to be with me. <laughs> you know, she loves being by my side and just walking and then she'll, she'll let me walk a certain distance and then just sprint to me. You know, we'll walk through the woods, you know, I'll, I'll film her a little bit, stuff like that. Time you can spend with your wife. Like, I don't get too much time with my wife because I have to go to another job. And then she works while I'm doing this stuff. So we try and spend as much time together as we can. It's the time that you put in with people that you're going to remember. You're not going to remember how much you made in overtime a week later. You know? And what brought me to that conclusion is I've done overtime. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to see how different my paycheck is. Not too different. Not too different. I'd rather do something different to make to try and make income than uh, do that same job for extra eight hours. Uh-uh. That's just not me. It might be you, and that's fine. You know, do you. That's all I care about is that you do what you need to do to get through this life and to make a, and just be happy. As long as you're happy, man, I don't care. Like you win. You know, I listen to Gary Vee sometimes and he talks about like, he knows billionaires that are so depressed and so uh, just out of touch and just, just hate everything. And then he knows middle class people that are that are happy with whatever they have. He's like, if you're that person, you win. You don't need billions of dollars to be happy. You know, if you're middle class or you're lower class, like, yeah, you think a billion dollars will make you happy until you have it. But I don't know. I think uh, we should make time for ourselves. We should make time for... Our loved ones, make time for our pets, make time for our kids. You know, I think the pandemic showed us that and it gave us all this time. Gave us a lot of time. So now we can focus on that and try and build on it. I listen to a lot of uh, people in entertainment. A lot of comedians said this pandemic taught them that they don't want to travel as much. They don't want to be on the road as much as they were. So it's not just me. You know, it's not just me. They realize that they're missing out on things. And I'm one person that hates missing out on things, man. I got, uh, what's it called, FOMO? Fear of missing out? I've always had that since I was a little kid. I hate missing out on things, even if it's boring. I love to be there and just make sure I, I witness everything. You know how much I hated <laughs> if I knew there was a party and I couldn't go. I remember one time when I was younger, I had got a concussion and there was a party that night and I felt fine. You know, I didn't throw up or anything like my, I had a head, little headache, but then later in the night I was fine. And I told my mom, I was like, all right, mom, I'm leaving. She was like, what? You just got a concussion. I was like, I know, but I feel fine. I want to go to this party. I can't miss it. She's like, no, go lay down. And I felt so bad. Like I went to school, uh, I think the next, after the next two days, 
I went to school and, you know, I heard all the stuff that happened at the party and I was just so mad. I was like, see, this is why I hate missing out because I hate the talk later and then people talk about what happened and I'm just like, well, I was at home on the couch with a concussion. So, (laughs) but yeah, that's what I hate about that. But in conclusion, you know, uh, I think you should pick time over money and, but also do what you need to do to survive, do what you need to do for your family. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, trying to go hard on that. I want you to do what you need to do. But also remember, like, there's people out there that need you and you need yourself. You need to give yourself some time, whether it be exercising or doing something for yourself mentally. You know, what I do is I talk to myself a lot and I let the filter down and I just come up. I just speak. Sometimes I'm like, oh, wow. Like, why was I, you know, like sometimes I'm my own, myself's own therapist. You know, so, hey. You come up with that great ideas that way, I think. But, but yeah, time over money, definitely. But anyway. Yeah, and I thank y'all for listening. And thank y'all for uh, subscribing on YouTube. Um, it's been cool to see who all is listening and stuff like that. And I still encourage you to, you know, interact with a podcast and call the hotline. You know, you're not live. You know, I edit these things. All you got to do is call the hotline. I don't answer the phone. Like, you just leave a voicemail and just answer the question that I ask or whatever. Or if you just want to say what's up. Or if you have a comment about the podcast and just, you know, I just want to hear from you is all. So, uh, and that is 302. The number is 302-313-6429. And that's the Strong Tower Podcast Hotline. And I also want to mention Strong Tower Nutrition. You go to stnutrition.com. You can save 10% using the code STRONG. S-T-R-O-N-G. And see what all, see what all we got there. Uh, trying to bring in some new things. I'm still try- I'm in the works of trying different uh, supplements right now. And we're going to be working on some merch. So keep a lookout for that. I'm sure I'll keep mentioning it. And again, I thank y'all for listening. I'm Ben Hamrick. This is Strong Tower Podcast. We're out. Peace. That's the only one you know. You better run out, run out. Truth or dare.